0: Yeah, if you have tips for enlarged pores, let me know. You're
1: listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's bowl after bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. They had a great goddamn time. Smoke some weed today. It's good shit. You were feeling that shit. Hey,
2: you were feeling it?
0: Yeah, you got some great new clips.
2: Were you feeling it or what?
0: I'm always feeling it, baby.
2: You always feeling it? You know that. Well, welcome, welcome to the Lordy Lordy Look Who's 40 episode edition. Of Bowl After Bowl, Tuesday, September 15th. I'm Spencer.
0: And I'm Lorian.
2: We're here with you in the bowl.
0: Welcome, bowlers.
2: Just getting it done, son. Yes, getting it done. Well,
0: happy baby copperhead season.
2: Baby copperheads, huh? Oh, yeah. Currently hatching.
0: Currently hatching now until October. Is that the deal? That is the deal. Oh, man look out don't lift up objects you don't need to lift
2: <laughs> no step on snack
0: no step on snack
2: I will there... make a mental note of that I'll make a physical note of it I mean it's that important
0: yeah right baby copperheads something I'm a bit afraid of unlike the rona
2: yeah I would say <laughs> I would say that's a smart uh, priority
0: yeah I've been seeing a lot of coverage about the baby copperheads Interesting. I sent you a clip, actually. Oh. Advice on how to stay safe from the baby copperheads. On, uh, They were talking to this guy, Matt Ormsby, from uh, the Department yeah. of Conservation.
2: Let's have a listen.
1: If you see one, so, just remember good. social distancing.
2: We've kind of all been ingrained this year with that six-foot rule. That's the same with a lot of these snakes. You give them six foot of space, they're going to leave you alone. You'll be able to admire them, and, and you both can go about your business. Oh, you can admire them.
0: You can admire them. From six feet away.
2: Make sure they socially distance those
0: snakes. I I couldn't believe that crossing.
2: (laughs) That is kind of Of funny. Of course
0: they would. The rona prevails. That rona. But uh, there's a lot I didn't know about copperheads. I mean, you know I'm not much of a snake person.
2: This is true.
0: (laughs) Not much at all. But, (laughs) like, venomous snakes, they have vertical pupils. Non-venomous snakes have round pupils. Didn't know that. And also, there's a few snakes in Missouri that... I think look kind of similar, but with the copperhead you're looking for that hourglass shape.
2: Sure. And their design. And the pattern.
0: So now I know.
2: Now you know what the snake looks like.
0: But I also was watching some videos of baby copperheads and I was like, Oh, they're so small. And they've got this little like yellow end to their tails. Mm -hmm. It's called a cordial lure lure. A lure? Yes. And they like wiggle it around like a worm or something to attract huh. frogs and easy easy targets. Gotcha. Easy prey. So. For the snacking. That's right. I also didn't know that just because they bite you doesn't mean they necessarily put venom in you. Yeah. I'm behind on my snake knowledge. I know.
2: But. They can kind of inject. You can make them inject too. There's such a thing as milking the snake. Ooh. For venom.
0: Wow, that's sinister. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, it can be used in sometimes like antidotes or different medicines.
0: Ah, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, then it's for good. Typically. I was picture someone making like a poison potion or like sticking arrows in the venom. <laughs> Some voodoo shit. Some voodoo shit. Voodoo hunters.
2: No, not quite living that.
0: Living in a woods. Not quite that. Not quite that.
2: Not quite that.
0: Well, the run has already come up in our conversation.
2: I know, it's kind of like the hot topic, even though it's September.
0: Right, yeah, 15 days, people.
2: I just saw a picture on No Agenda Social that said, uh, it was like a picture of a school sign, I think Cold Acid shared, that said, uh, welcome back from March break. Oh. And then it said like LOL at the bottom. Yeah. Yep.
0: That's that's the way it's going. That's where we're at, man. Yeah, my cousin's kids, I know they're doing two days in school. This is in Massachusetts. 2 days in school and then the rest on Zoom. But I just <laughs> Zoom. Zoom's just not a good idea.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking not.
0: I have some stories related to Zoom. I'll save them for later, but
2: speaking of later, we're also doing the uh first time I ever segment later on. It will be the first time I ever saw dabs. So if you want to tell us about the first time you ever saw dabs? Give us a call, 816-607- Three six six three. You can also text that line, and we will get it just the same. If you're not a big voice person, if you don't like talking on the phone, you'd rather just slide us a text, you can text. You can send uh, pics via SMS. You can do whatever you want to that number, essentially.
0: Heck yeah, text us. Or call us.
2: That's right. We even have a uh, thing, don't we? Call 816-607. Three, six, six, three. And the play of ball after ball. Ball after ball. He put an epic fade out on that. I love it. Yeah,
0: me too.
2: I fucking love that.
0: The uh, alarm clock radio woke me up to that song this morning, and it's all I heard was Tercee sitter <laughs> I was like, yeah, ball after ball, Hell yeah good that was a good way to wake up
2: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, not that i'm ever like in a hurry to get out of bed you know but what can you do
2: mm-hmm. the trash man's coming yeah the bin get, man cometh you gotta get your ass out there
0: and we got our trash out
2: gotta get that trash the fuck out
0: in the words of amanda palmer i took out the trash today and i'm on fire <laughs> <laughs>
2: Some days that's uh, about all it takes.
0: It's a great start to the day when you get it out on time. Because you can't leave it out the night before due to all the feral cats and mice and whatever else.
2: Yeah, they will just tear it up and put (laughs) it all over the fucking earth.
0: Stray dogs walking everywhere in our neighborhood. Yeah. no, It's true. Not worth the gamble on that. It's true. But our trashmen come earlier and earlier, it seems. Probably because of the coronavirus. They got their schedules straight. Yeah. No morning meetings or whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah, probably.
0: So I didn't know this, but every week, the White House Coronavirus Task Force issues um, reports to the governors with their state's county-level data and, like, federal advice they have to offer. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Center for Public Integrity is starting to collect them and publish them online online. I'll have the link in the show notes. I decided to look up Missouri to see what they had to say for us. And parts of the state are in the red zone, like the danger zone. Oh, Lord. And they said that only 18 states now have red zones. But Kansas City is in the yellow. Okay. So we're good. But the federal advice for the state is that we should be mandating masks and closing all bars. I was like piss off with that nonsense
2: well some of these things are starting to finally get challenged and overturned pennsylvania is like the big one everyone's talking about right now but it's just a matter of time people are going to sue people are going to want to open their business back up especially bars i mean i think we touched on this last time but uh with my recent fizzolino gigs it's been tough to order kegs for these parties because brewers are just not making kegs they're not kegging anything up anymore because all these bars are closed all these restaurants are closed or they're only doing takeout so like the demand for kegs is way down the tap room next door to the place that we always go uh for liquor pickups they have 30 taps and they only had six on jeez and they always have like taps on and reserve tap backups you know like they're always cranking stuff in and out and you know not right now
0: that's too bad luckily it's,
2: it's wild man
0: You know, places like Knuckleheads and stuff were able to open, though, so we can still have our No Agenda meetups.
2: That's right. Uh, Next No Agenda meetup for the KC area, coming up quite quickly. It'll be a week from Friday, actually, uh, the 25th of September, and it'll be at the bar in Mission, Kansas, just over the state line, and that was C-Mike's venue of choice and date and time of choice, so it's going to be Friday night. We're going to start at 6. We'll do it for a couple hours, 6 to 8. Because Dame DeLorean and I have to drive up to Iowa after the meetup, so... That's right. We'll be getting out of there around 8, but we'll hang out for a couple hours. I'll try to make a little... um, That's my task for tomorrow. Make a little audio promo of it. Cool. Send to Mr. Curry.
0: Now, rumor has it that Kansas is way lax on the masks.
2: It's um, not quite as tight as here, But I will tell you something on the mask update, and it seems to have happened just in the last week or so, maybe week to 10 days. It's a shift, I think, of the uh, resistance fatigue has shifted sides. Ooh! I think that those of us who hate the idea of being mandated to wear a mask, uh, having looked into the total ineffectiveness of it, by the way, to just touch on that very quickly. Um, you might have seen in the West Coast, there's a lot of different health departments putting out and CDC putting out that these cloth masks cannot uh, protect you from smoke inhalation or and, you know, that poor air quality because of all these fires. And the smoke particles are larger than the virus uh, particles. So that on its face is just so absurd. <laughs> the fatigue, though, does seem to, in my... Uh, Experience or what I've seen, what I've felt out there, has shifted to the, the, uh, I guess Karen's just to use the meme that's hot. I mean, the people that are trying to make you wear a mask. Uh, it's kind of shifted to them. So what I'm seeing is, um, you know, so lately we've been energized by that six percent number. I think that was like a couple of weeks back, maybe yeah. two to three weeks back, where the CDC released that. Six percent of this big ass tally that they've been tallying—only six percent have COVID only as the reason of Uh, death—and then the other ninety-four percent had, uh, at that point, an average of two point six comorbidities. You know, so like other things they actually died of, be it heart disease, diabetes, uh, lung failure different things like this COPD. Um, so essentially what that translates to is that the number's overflated. They're counting these deaths. They're putting their thumb on the scale. And, uh, when, when the people that really don't want to be bothered wearing a mask, I'll read that. It's just like more emboldening. And you know, the people that are trying to force people to wear masks, read it too. They see the shit too. And I think that that's what kind of switched it. Most of the people that, uh, have signs on the outside of the door that say, like, masks required. I usually sit in my car for a second, you know, out front of the place and just watch people coming in going out. And um, a lot of the – I'm um, seeing more often people not wearing masks going in and going out. And, like, as soon as I see one, it's like, yeah, well, me too, you know. Um, One of the places was Quick Trip, who's been, like, I think one of the biggest sticklers about it. Hmm. And I think part of it's just that they're very corporate and very trained on, like, exactly how to interact. It's kind of like you experience the same thing at Chick-fil-A, how they all respond to you the same way with the same script and, like, in a quick way and an efficient way. It's because it's, like, hugely emphasized in the training. Quick Trip employees are like that, too, how they ring you up, how they um, interact with you. And so, you, you know, that's one place I've been every time just sent out, like, you can't come in without a mask. Oh. And I can see that on the other side of like, you know, this business is at risk of other people ratting them out for letting you come in there without a mask, you know? So I totally get that. And anytime they ask me to, I'll go back and get the muzzle out of the car. Cuz so it's like, okay, I get it. Whatever. Just want my quick trip run. But the last time, I was in and out, nobody said peep. It was almost like mm. it's totally ignored now. I think I think maybe like they're thinking if we treat it like we're treating Joe Biden's steadily advancing dementia and just totally ignore <laughs> it then that would be the best way to deal with it is to not deal with it which on the mask thing's fine with me
0: yeah that's totally fine with me
2: it's fine with because
0: that's my stance the whole time is like i don't care if you wear a mask you shouldn't care if someone doesn't wear a mask freedom personal choice yeah i do kind of I mean,
2: the prob the problem with me is that like the goalposts and the arguments have been moved so many times that it's just eye roll worthy you know like I was resistant to this the very first, you know, way back in March when this shit rolled out. Yes. I was like, this is too much. And, like, the argument was, well, everybody's going to fucking die. There's going to be lines out the door at hospitals. Of course, And so 15 days to slow the spread. It's like, all right, well, 15 days to prevent, like, all hell from breaking loose. And there was no hell breaking loose anywhere. No. I mean, the hell breaking loose we see in, like rampant crime and protesting and rioting and all this shit. But I didn't really see like a Corona equivalent of a visual they could show us. You know, the visuals, the most sad visuals, I will say, in the coronavirus thing are just like people sad, hooked up to a ventilator. Yes. And a lot of those people are the people that got fucking offed. Yeah. Because the ventilator. the ventilators. I mean, there were doctors like openly admitting the ventilator was basically a death sentence. <laughs> There in the early you know weeks of this shit, but it's all it all is memory hold. Oh yeah, it's all getting memory hold. All holes matter though.
0: All holes matter.
2: <laughs> it was a holy uh, hug story last night.
0: Heck yeah, it was.
2: It had all kinds of holes going.
0: Adventures and heavy R and
2: <laughs> heavy R.
0: Extreme porn sites.
2: Heavily discussed heavy R. I I guess I've probably seen videos from that on like other aggregate sites like the Porn Tubes.
0: I fall into it because I look up specific videos Mm -hmm. and sometimes, okay, Tumblr like took down a lot of content and I used to, I found things I liked on Tumblr and then now I have to chase them down and sometimes heavier is the only site that has them. I see. I I fall into that (laughs) hole. (laughs) But not to like bring us back, but I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice though if for a change the Karens started like... Yelling at people and belittling them for wearing masks it just feel good. <laughs> it would be like, "You idiot! This mask ain't doing nothing. You're a slave. Obey!" That'd be great. I'd love to see that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But ignoring it just it's fine. like uh, it's a it's another one of the things that forces you to wear your opinion on your face. You know, it's like one of those i don't even know if it's by design but it seems like you know you're either for the mask or you're like a uh, a resistor and yeah. it's not even a right left thing because i did a fizzolino um and it was a neighborhood block party and it was just all your fucking standard npr people you know yeah uh all the neighborhood association like definitely npr people uh, finally saw some Biden signs in the city too. Like I had not even I'd seen like one or two here or there, but there were a few in this neighborhood. Um, the guy that was preparing the uh the guy that was preparing the food was the owner of a local restaurant. I won't say the name. That uh, he was kind of like at the beginning. Um, you know we do the mask thing as to what the client wants basically, like. Um, I obviously skew no mask, but like basically the way I approach it is to like walk up, not wearing a mask. In my experience, when people are setting up for their events, they also aren't wearing masks. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not wearing a mask. And I'll be like, I'm not worried about it. That's all right. And like, um, if you need me to wear a mask, I will. But otherwise, you know, I'm not worried about it. That's kind of like well, I leave the door open for them and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm here to accommodate you. But if you don't have a preference, I have a preference of no mask. <laughs> yeah, basically. absolutely. And um, in this particular one, this most recent one, uh, this restaurant owner was kind of... Telling his people, you know, it's for the optics. There's going to be a lot of old people, older people. He said, like, once people get in and settle in, like, probably just take them off. It won't be any big deal. And, yeah, once the sun went down, people took them off. Now, this time, I wore one of those. You ever just see them dumbass face shields that people are wearing? <laughs> yeah. They look like a baby's first welding kit or something. Like, they yeah, look just... like a welder's mask that would never work because it would melt in a second.
0: Piece of. Thin plastic on a headband.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like you have a rubber, or an elastic loop, a big brick of foam that smashes against your forehead, and then a plastic uh, enlarged thumbnail that comes in front of your (laughs) face. Well, I wore one of those because, uh, well, first of all, I try to wear the most big ridiculous thing if I have to wear something, 3M respirator, and uh, it actually breathes a lot better, and I have my glasses, you know, that like just fog up on a cloth mask like instantly. So... I wore one of those face shields for the first time, and you know, it was actually much less intrusive than a mask. Hmm. Plenty of breathing room. You can see everything. I mean, if you're like me, if you're used to glasses, then like, there's basically no border on that thing. It's way over in your peripheral. So uh, I know that you look the absolute dumbest in them, because one other lady was wearing them, and it was just <laughs> kind of like, oh my god, one of those, you know? But that's all right. I will be the dumb guy. I'm never worried about that.
0: No you of course not
2: i'll be the fucking idiot
0: well you don't have to worry about it when i'm with you because <laughs> i know you're half retarded i'm probably three quarters retarded so oh. so that event though that was outside
2: it was outside in an alley yep.
0: Okay. okay yep 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 is it usually outside
2: um most of my events since coming back have been outside in fact i can't think of one that's been inside they've all been outside the closest to inside would be like under a pavilion.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not even like event spaces, huh? Like large Out- barns? Outdoor
2: event spaces, yeah. Like okay. uh, that pavilion place was a, was a wedding uh, venue, but like an outdoorsy one. They have a lot of those around here. Yeah.
0: Well, weed has cropped up as an essential business during this time, but that doesn't matter here in Missouri because the Rona has just pretty much halted the whole process of getting the medical program rolled out.
2: How stupid have we been?
0: Yeah. You know, uh, until they have a testing facility that's been green-lighted to go, they can't do anything. And they've even right, that's they've right. even let three different growing facilities start. But like after they harvest their product, they don't have someone to test it, yeah, so they, they can't sell it to if dispensaries. If they can't test
2: it, they can't label it, and they can't sell it.
0: Yeah. And there's... um. Hmm. There's a lot of dispensaries that have opened their doors, but they can only sell hemp products like CBD. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty lame.
2: That is extra lame.
0: Um, I read that the the plan is to have a testing facility operating by the end of this month, but who knows if that's gonna happen? I'll believe it when it does happen.
2: Right. You can't really take the uh the word or the promises there. You know, you just have to wait until it happens.
0: And even then, it's just one facility, so. All the weed in the state is going to have to go through them. Yes. Granted, only three cultivators have been green-lighted to start, but one of them's a big one. So
2: I'm guessing St. Louis, huh? They'll be oh, the testing.
0: He, <laughs> oh, probably. They'll be That's, the testing. Write it in the prediction book.
2: There's, it's possible that uh, they could uh, do it in Springfield.
0: Possibly. Should we consult the Magic 8-Ball?
2: The magic eight ball. We did add a magic eight ball to our arsenal. We did. It came on September 11th, and I've actually only asked it two questions. But uh, we were thinking about eight balls and uh, and eight balls, but that's another yeah, story,
0: as one does.
2: But uh, Mattel is repackaging their magic eight ball in this like retro packaging, and it was 8.88 on Amazon, so that was hard to resist. And then like it shipped on 9/11 it came to the front door on 9-11 and with a magic eight ball i think this makes especially for like a toy collector it's a beautiful toy because you don't have to ever take it out of the box to use it it's like try me on the back you can see it so we figured fuck it'd probably be like extra magical to like leave it in the original box ask it questions and keep track of the questions and answers yeah and uh The Magic 8-Ball, I didn't really realize the number of answers it had, but it makes total sense when you look at it. It's a a D20 in there, so there's 20 answers. And uh, that's hilarious. I didn't even ask it a question, but it said cannot predict now. So we're going to keep track of all the questions that we ask it um, and the answers it gives us. If you have a question for the Magic 8-Ball, you can call 816-607-3663, leave it in a voicemail.
0: Or send us a text message.
2: Text it in. Uh, We'll just need to know at least like an alias or a username. Because I've got uh, who, basically the date the question's asked, who asked the question, or like who it pertains to, you know. And then the answer. So we're also trying to track like what all the answers are, what the possibilities are. And we're tallying up like how many of each we get. We want data on the magic eight ball. (laughs) How many positive answers, negative answers, neutral answers, that kind of thing just want to know. And most importantly, how often do these come true? So we have a spot there. The first question it was asked was, uh, Rayla asked if she would go fishing with pops next Saturday, to which the eight ball replied, you may rely on it. So that one seems pretty set in stone. And then earlier today, well, we'll get into that later What I asked it.
0: Okay. You want to ask it about the testing facility?
2: Sure. We should ask, um, pick a city. What do you think is more likely?
0: More likely? I would say... I'm leaning towards St. Louis.
2: St. Louis. But
0: that's just me. We can hash Uh, this out if you want. Okay, we'll ask the
2: Magic 8-Ball, will the first testing facility appear and the license be granted to a company in the St. Louis metro area? Better not tell you now. Ooh, you cheeky, cheeky 8-Ball. Wow. Keeping secrets from us.
0: Better not tell you now. Better
2: not tell you now. Well...
0: What a non-answer. I know. Now, all right. I didn't have a Magic 8 ball growing up, but I used to play with my friends when I would sleep over her house. So my experience is limited. But I do remember, like, shaking it a bunch just to see how many different answers I could get. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like it was stuck on, like, five. I,
2: <laughs> I feel like some people had themed ones, too. I remember Ooh. there were pink ones that would—there were, like, like truth-or-dare balls or something. I don't know. I just feel like I remember—I never had one myself, either. But I always liked them when other people had them. Something about that eerie blue liquid and how like the thing peaks, uh, yeah, peaks through. It's kind of it's kind of wild.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good illusion of just like appearing. The magic eight balls are a pretty old toy too, right? They came out in like the fifties,
2: nineteen fifty to be exact. Wow. Yep.
0: Good for the magic eight ball.
2: There was a precursor to it, and it started out actually as a cylinder but with the same kind of floating die inside of it. And then uh, I believe it was Brunswick, the billiard company, that saw it and they said, hey, make us one that looks like an eight ball. Tight. And thus the magic eight ball was born. Been a classic ever since.
0: Yes, it has. And now it's a classic of the bowl. (laughs)
2: That's right. Just another fucking uh, mark on my jingle needs list. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Keeps getting longer and longer.
0: And just another reason for you to get in touch with us. Questions for the eight ball.
2: I love it. I love the people.
0: So Missouri's Department of Health and Senior Services just sent over their first payment to the Missouri Veterans Commission Friday. Any guesses how much money? How
2: much money was, was raised them? for him? Uh, I'm going to guess a quarter million. Way more. Okay, I'm going to guess 20 million.
0: Okay, not that much more. I'm sorry. <laughs> the exact number is $2,135,000. Oh, sorry, I messed it up. $2,135,510. <laughs> wow. I got it out. I got it out. But, you know, um, this was written into the constitutional amendment we passed in 2018
2: that... Right. The the f- veterans agency would benefit from the tax revenue.
0: That's right. So this is their first check off of the... I'm guessing it's off of the licensing fees.
2: Yeah, the um, that has to be it, because that's the only thing they've raised so far.
0: Well, I mean, some dispensaries are selling the hemp products, like I said, so sure. that's a little there's bit a of there's a little money. bit of
2: tax revenue on that. But I don't think that this bill taxes the hemp products, does it? I mean, the hemp is being sold 50 state legal, oh, right? Duh. Like, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This
0: is why my name is Duh-Lorian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did get a good, uh, where's this Joe thing?
1: I'm a moron. You're not supposed to be taking advice from me. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: seriously. I'm That's a moron.
2: A, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a moron. I'm just a simple moron. What? You didn't know that about me.
0: <laughs> now you do. Now
2: you know. Now you fucking found out. Well,
0: while I'm on my the,
2: big secret.
0: While I'm on the topic of licensing for the medical Weed program here in Missouri. There's a bit of a smear campaign that popped up yesterday. Uh Or at least I feel that way. Uh, The Council for the Missouri House of Democrats released a 79-page memo. And in it, they say, quote, credible allegations emerged concerning executive branch interference, end quote, in the Special Committee on Government Oversight's investigation into the medical program. Now, this all started when applicants who were rejected decided to file a lawsuit for maybe conflict of interest, special treatment, discrepancies in scoring. So there's been an investigation ongoing that's actually gone up to the federal level. Hmm. And of course, it's an election year. Governor's up for election. So this uh, council for the Missouri House Democrats published this memo and said she wouldn't give details of the allegations because they hadn't met with the spe- special committee on government oversight to discuss them yet. But, uh, yeah, you know.
2: So there's just, like, a mystery allegation, but, like, trust us, it's all really bad. Yeah,
0: just saying it's a, uh, that the governor...
2: They just want you to use your imagination. Imagine how horrible it is.
0: Pretty much. Governor Mike Parsons is...
2: He's just not even, like, connected to the weed people... Enough for me to believe that he's, like, given inside track on shit, you know? Exactly. That's a different group of people that do that in this state. And it's like all the people that uh, get hired by these massive campaigns, you know?
0: Yeah. They used a third party to score the license applications. They were out of Nevada, and they're affiliated with Oaksterdam University. Mm. Um, But people are saying that you know the ceo is friends with mike parson and hmm. they're trying to find all these ties but the when i really like got tipped off that it had to be a smear campaign was cuz nicole galloway also published a memo being yeah. like where there's smoke there's fire
2: well she's always like...
0: and she's running for state auditor
2: no she's I'm running sorry. for governor as well she's running
0: for governor as yeah, well she's Duh.
2: running directly against him yeah so that kind of i mean she's always got a press statement ready to go when all this kind of thing happens
0: but you know election year
2: election year we we just love it
0: just love it oh yeah you'd love it i thrive on it (laughs) i fucking live for this shit i love confrontation bro i fucking savor it i fucking savor it i fucking
2: savor it savor it savor it
0: we shattered our record cold temperature on september 9th Oh, yeah. Yeah, by 8 degrees. In 1907, the cold record for the day was 66 degrees, and last week it was 58 degrees.
2: Damn, it did get cold.
0: It was real cold. People were wearing their winter jackets, and I had to put hats on my children. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's real cold.
2: I was in the jeans, the mean jeans.
0: In the jeans, full pants. Yep. Long sleeves.
2: I know. It's going to get to where I'm like... Wandering around aimlessly naked less every time. When it gets to the cold part, I'm like, ah, it's just cold. It's just cold, you know?
0: That's what bathrobes are for. It's
2: never, you know, it's never too cold to be naked. Sometimes it's too hot to wear clothes. So that's why I just think it's like more frequent for me in the summer.
0: More frequent for you in the summer. You're naked all the time, even in the cold-ass winter. (laughs) So I don't know what you're talking about. It's hard to get clothes on you. Fair enough. And our favorite running joke is just, you know, we're trying to go somewhere, trying to get out of the house to get somewhere on time. I'm like, okay, you're going to get dressed, you're going to do this. And you're just like, no, nah, I think I'll go like this. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs>
2: Jesus Christ, why don't you put some goddamn clothes on?
0: If only we could. Freedom, right?
2: Freedom indeed. Thank you, Fletcher, for that uh, lovely clip and this one. Does the female vagina make you uneasy? Nope. No. Nope, it makes me easy. <laughs> Oh
0: no. Well, she's dead. The female vagina has made me easy as well. <laughs> so in Kansas, they can see the smoke from the wildfires.
2: Damn, really? Yeah, isn't from, that wild? Like, and, well, is it like Western Kansas that can see Colorado?
0: Yeah, but they're predicting Kansas City will be able to see it by the end of this weekend.
2: Damn, they must Some be throwing of logs on it.
0: Right? That's what I thought. If I hadn't seen the pictures from Kansas, I wouldn't even believe it.
2: I want to see satellite of it, man. Ooh, because surely you can see it from space if there's all these motherfucking fires.
0: Surely. Surely,
2: of course, of course you can. Got to be a thing, right?
0: Got to be a thing.
2: Fires satellite image. Yeah, spell it right, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Satellite image shows wildfire smoke reaching the eastern U.S. as hurricanes churn. What? It really is the end of times, I suppose.
0: It was the best of times. Isn't that
2: constantly the narrative, though, especially in these yes. cycles? like.
0: Yeah. And just, like, turn just, it up to 11 since Trump got in office.
2: It's like uh, the boy who cried apocalypse, you know? Every time it's happening, then you're like, uh... It does seem like worse than it's ever been, but it also seems like deja vu all over again. Yeah. Doesn't it? I don't know, man. Yeah. This, this has been extra wacky. Never had the mask thing. And no. none of us were fucking around in the Spanish flu shit. They could tell us <laughs> yeah. anything about what happened back then, and you'd just have to shrug and be like, well, I guess, I guess this is what happened then. Fuck, I don't know. A hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, I'm a moron. I mean, don't they, take advice they from They lie me.
2: about <laughs> the shit that happened this morning. You think they're going to fucking tell you the truth about what happened a hundred years ago? Yeah, Give seriously. Give no. me a break
0: been rewritten a dozen times Mm -hmm. Oh, but you know the wildfires it's fucking sad to watch and makes me kind of angry because you know they don't allow people in california to do like to burn
2: yeah forest management is trash because of environmental laws and regulations
0: yeah exactly and now they're losing tons of weed Mm because of the wildfires you know yes like the Emerald Triangle is getting hit. All sorts of places. And also, you know, Colorado got snow last week and other weird weather news. Their temperatures went below freezing. So all of those outdoor crops...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had an early toast. frost and got wrecked. It sucks, man. I mean...
0: Like, of course, for generations, Oregon and California have produced the most weed in our country. So I don't know what business plans are out there for this. I feel like it would become more regular you know yes we've seen it every fire in recent or every fire every summer in recent years and what can you do like you can't protect your outdoor growth
2: yeah i mean you're at the mercy of a helicopter flying over and spotting it or bad weather or somebody stumbling upon it and taking it for themselves or all kinds of shit
0: well speaking of helicopters coming upon it this summer has been filled with raids and destruction of plants in california all in the name of save the environment, which I think is so ironic. Because mm. they're they going burning after the, these plants. Are <laughs> like, going
2: after the national parks heavily or, you know, where it's been targeted? Where it's been targeted. Let's I see. know that the big complaint from environmentalists is that there's some grows, like, being conducted in national parks.
0: Oh, I didn't see anything like that. These were private residences that mm. I was looking at. Uh, Fresno County. And is it all It's all federal SoCal. action, I would assume. Oh, no, Sheriff's Office. Huh. Uh, Lake County in Northern California, they're looking for, like, violations of fish and game code, and they're saying that unlicensed grow operations can use pesticides that they don't want oh, in legal I weed, see. you know? Oh, protect the black market consumers, you know, of course. No, that's that's not their MO, they're just...
2: They're just smashing heads because they're not getting their full tax cut.
0: <laughs> yeah, likely. Yeah. Oh, man. 30,000 plants destroyed in Fresno, then 52,000 destroyed up north in Lake County, and they've seized thousands of dollars, of course.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Asset forfeiture. So lovely.
2: A lot lovely money, though.
0: Taking guns. I mean, they're saying uh, some of the violations were like piles of garbage laying around, which is like looking anyone's yard. Not anyone's yard, <laughs> but there are many yards I've seen with piles of garbage.
2: It's not exclusive to...
0: Yes. Stockpiles of dangerous chemicals, you know, these pesticides they don't like. uh, Keeping, like, the pesticides and such too close to waterways, unpermitted water diversions, illegal grading of the landscape, resulting in the discharge of sediment. Yeah. And in May, way back in May, they destroyed 29,000 plants. Jesus, that's a lot of plants. They also found 165 pounds of processed weed, destroyed it, allegedly.
2: Allegedly. I mean. I bet they destroyed it. I destroyed it. I got a personal uh, <laughs> weed destruction uh, device right here.
0: Yeah. You you burn it. <laughs>
2: just put it in my little incinerator and I'll destroy it. Personal incinerator. One bowl at a time.
0: That's right.
2: For the law. It's a very simple thing. It's called smoking weed. It is. It should okay. be
0: simple. Okay. Sorry, I stepped on your clip.
2: Okay. I left it. okay in there. Cause I don't know.
0: Because drugs are bad. Okay.
2: Okay. If you do drugs, then you're bad. Okay.
0: Uh, there is a Texas agriculture commissioner who toured an Austin area facility called Compassionate Cultivation last Thursday. It's one of three state licensed growers in Texas. They have like a super limited medical program mm. CBD only. And you have to have intractable epilepsy. So
2: it's kind of like ours was, huh?
0: Yes. Where we started, exactly. But I have a, a clip I wanted to play of what the commissioner said after he toured the facility. His name's Sid Miller.
2: Let's see what Sid had to say.
1: I would certainly ex- expand medical marijuana if it'll help somebody. I'm for it. You know, what, whatever it is. I mean, I mean, if toothache, I don't care. If it, you know, if it helps, uh, if it's a cure, or if it, if it pain, uh, we should be able to use that.
2: Yeah, you gotta help the people.
0: I don't care if it's a toothache, and I don't. It's weed. Way safer than opiates.
2: If it hips, it hips. <laughs> you gotta hip.
0: I didn't hip his uh, clip at all. Anything did clean it uh, up. Anything that would hip. Anything that would hip.
2: I uh, think that's one of my favorite Texanisms. Help me. Help me.
0: Help me, Lord. Jesus. I know what would help. Removing it from the Controlled Substances Act. Yeah. I've seen a lot of discussion of people freaking out, thinking that the MORE Act isn't going to be heard next week. This is serious.
2: You think it won't be heard?
0: No, I think it will be.
2: I think it's probably not got a lot of chance of passing, even if it is heard. I don't
0: think it has a lot of chance of passing, but I think it's going to be heard.
2: They got that States Act over on the Senate side, and I could see something like that getting reconciled in both houses, where it's just a hands-off Tenth Amendment type of legislation. Just let the states do what the states are going to do and don't federally interfere.
0: But does it keep its schedule?
2: I don't think scheduling is in that proposal. Which sucks, obviously. It's like one of the things that's needed yeah. pretty badly is to reschedule, but no, or de-schedule, deschedule, I should schedule, say, yeah. remove it. Like we say, just remove all these bad laws. It's not that you got to write a bunch of new ones to replace them. It's just delete the bad shit.
0: Just get rid of the Controlled Substances Act.
2: That would be pretty fucking cool. Talk about high in the sky hopes there.
0: It's not a hope; it's a suggestion. It's what we need, but you know, a lot of money lost if they do that for sure. The Vermont Senate we'll be voting for sure on a bill that's going to provide automatic expungements for low-level weed convictions and also expand their home grow program.
2: Mhm. Oh, That'll be good.
0: Yes, more on that when the vote comes. It passed the house with a vote of 113 to 10. So, it's
2: a pretty overwhelming support, I'd say.
0: Yeah. I mean, People are overwhelmingly on board with pot at this point in time.
2: Yeah, it pulls It's one of the best polling issues, easily, across party lines, left, right, center, Democrat, Republican, affiliated. It's all
0: yeah, nonpartisan
2: issues. Even across generational gaps.
0: There's there's only three Republican co-sponsors on the MORE Act though. Just hitting back on that.
2: Oh yeah, well it was that's uh, triple what it started off, right? It was just yeah. Matt Gates at it first. Yeah, it started
0: off with just Matt Gates, and then. Uh, Tom McClintock jumped in, and now Don Young from Alaska is on it.
2: Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Hurrah. That's the type of uh, legislation that's just a no-brainer to attach yourself to politically. It just is easy. The only exception to that is if you're going to piss off, like, big-pocketed pharma or the alcohol industry or somebody like that. Like, that's the real political threat. It surely isn't... It's. I mean, it's not a constituent threat at all. The voters overwhelmingly support that kind of stuff now. And they have for at least 10 years that i've been following the numbers
0: yeah taco bell in canada this is so random but in canada taco bell is releasing a jalapeno noir
2: jalapeno noir
0: yeah wine and the first thing i thought was like but it's canada like you should have a a taco weed strain too that's an option i mean the goal here is to sell more tacos right so like
2: so we can't get it here in the States, though. No. You better watch out, Carolyn.
1: We are creating a pathway to buy drugs from Canada.
0: Yeah, we're coming for that jalapeno noir and Canadian tea bell.
2: You can't hide it from us, man. You can't hide the Taco Bell wine. We're going to get it. We're going to get our hands on it. Especially since they're, uh, aren't they parsing down their menu?
0: Yeah, I heard something about that.
2: Streamlining the but, menu.
0: <laughs> none of the items I order were getting cut, so. Yeah. I forget what it was they're taking, removing from the menu. But I know a bunch of people were pretty ass blasted about it.
2: Yeah, you know, it's a bit goofy.
0: You know, you know. Well, fuck it, dude. You want to go bowling?
1: Wait. Fuck you, Burger King. Fuck you, Pizza Hut.
2: There. Now we can go bowling?
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling.
2: Here we are. We're bowling.
0: (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. I got to put my shoes on and stuff and... While I'm doing that, why don't you play one of my Zoom
2: clips? One of your Zoom We're clips. i getting back to, to Zoom. Zoom one. Here it comes.
1: Did I just see what I thought I saw? Students in the classroom and watching virtually Thursday got a shock when a man pretending to be a student donned a mask, mooned the class, and waved a gun at the camera. Oh my! And here the student, the man was posing as, proclaim his innocence. Yeah, that ain't me. Yeah. Another student laughed as he recorded it. It appears the imposter was kicked out <laughs> within thirty seconds of the start of his outburst, he didn't say anything. The school says the computer the man how. used traced to Kansas City, and they don't believe students oh, were in danger.
2: Hang on, sorry. <laughs> I changed my ball, man.
0: I saw you used your psychic ability to just like I was re-roll. like wait
2: that's not a yeah that's Kansas City troll right there bitch yeah,
0: I couldn't believe that so that school is in Wisconsin and someone here in Casey mooned them and well that's uh shook that's, a gun around now Spence what were you doing last you Wednesday get. at approximately 1 p.m. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding I don't even I watched know. the video it's a young it's clearly like a, a young person not that you're old
2: I'm so ancient.
0: It looked like a high school kid to me watching the video, but yeah. High uh, school troll, love it. Live action trolls, now available on Zoom. Play my second Zoom clip.
2: Oh, you've got more Zoom, oh, I love it. yes. The Zoom is the gift that keeps zoom, on giving. Zoom, Zoom, Eh, eh, eh now.
1: Imagine the shock and horror of teachers and students when someone hacked the online system and up on the screen pops vulgar images and threats.
0: Unfortunately, there was some, you know, cursing that went on, uh, some verbal threats,
1: um, and and some pornography. Or could it be her massive stripper titties?
2: I think it was.
0: It's a great game so far.
2: I think it was. Yeah, we are rolling them straight.
0: It was high schoolers. I don't see harm done with some titties. I mean... It's a nice, like, laugh in the middle of the day. If you if you lose control of the classroom, though, like, if they've hacked into, like, the teacher setting or something where they can't, like, round it back and get the images off the screen, then, mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's not good. But.
2: Well, it's kind of debatable how much troll Control? Troll. How much control, control, control that you actually have over a Zoom call in the first place.
0: Exactly. I
2: mean... When I was in school, sitting in a classroom with a live lecture, it was already, like, all of my mental effort to pay the fuck attention. Well... On a Zoom call? Are you kidding me?
0: Not to mention all of my teachers, young and old, were technically challenged. Technolog- technologically challenged, shall I say.
2: Like, some sort of just challenge. Getting
0: a- powerpoint up on the screen could take up to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. insane just insane and none of us wanted to help either you know because you're just like ah we don't have to Uh, do anything
2: this isn't our fucking job i'll do it we're paying you for this shit
0: chat with my friends yeah and then uh you know stepping it up i have a third zoom clip Uh that i have brought to the game tonight federal court hearing on georgia's voting machines hacked today the Associated Press says during the virtual hearing, at least two people posted swastikas, images from 9-11 attacks and porn. There were roughly 100 people signed in as participants on the Zoom meeting and the court quickly ended the session. There's no word on when or how the hearing will resume.
2: Uh. Yeah.
0: A federal.
2: Porn bomb in a federal court. Yeah. Corn, who it's... wants to see that? <laughs> streaming corn oh my god can't do that kick that guy out of court right meow
0: Mm, look at those ears (laughs) swastikas (laughs) 9-11 images federal crazy it's just the zoom thing is it doesn't it seem like such a huge like security risk to use zoom where did it come from as an american
2: (laughs) yeah it seems kind of dumb but then again like these people don't know shit clearly they don't know anything about it they just like hear everyone's using zoom so then everyone's using zoom it's just like it happened like in a fucking week it happened you know all of my real estate meeting business meetings have been on zoom like the the sales meetings have been all on zoom ever since the whole fucking march rona thing started
0: well how about our our family zoom call
2: yeah it one in, in of which, those
0: in which yeah once thank goodness because no one knows how to mute their mic and oh everyone's my God. talking yes It was funny, though. Funny seeing Grandpa, like, lean right up to it. Hello, hello, they can't hear me. They can't hear me. He kept saying, it's like, yeah, because everyone's talking.
2: (laughs) When I talk, you don't talk. Yeah, good luck with that.
0: And the little kids are screaming, like, yeah. Good luck with Zoom.
2: Good luck.
0: Good riddance, I say. Oh, here's another story. Okay. Some deputies pulled over a man at a traffic stop, and he decided to run on foot. But what happened is that he left his winning lottery ticket in the car. Oh. Damn it. You know what else is funny? He almost made it. What?
2: I have two articles for today, and that was one of them.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh. No, that's okay. You, you can the tell double. the story better than I. Not really. Take a shot at it.
2: <laughs> oh, I just closed the window. How could you do that
0: to oh. me? How could you do that to me? Yeah, I mean they're trying to bait him. You know, I love the cops say, "You can reclaim this at our uh-huh. address."
2: Yeah, I bet. You know, I doubt that that ticket is worth more than what his ass would have to pay for, like getting into f- some bullshit. You right. Know? No matter what the nature of the bullshit is, and I don't like.
0: Exactly. If you're you know. if you're running, it's
2: <laughs> probably yeah, a decent it was, amount
0: of bullshit. It's a hundred dollar scratcher. That's what right? I was gonna say. I had to look up how much it was worth, because like, you know at what? first I was like, lottery ticket? Like, is did he win the lottery? Like, $33 million coming your way, ding, ding, ding? Mm-mm. No. 100 bucks.
2: Georgia lottery scratch ticket. 100 bucks. Mm. Nah.
0: No, Hard pass.
2: It was in his little <laughs> felony bag that he ditched, huh? He threw a backpack in the woods. It also had meth in it.
0: Keep the meth. Keep the 100 bucks. <laughs>
2: The man, have a great night, guys. The Pops. man can have the lottery ticket back, but the sheriff's office said it will keep the drugs. Get fucked. You can have the hundred bucks, too, assholes.
0: They're going to keep the drugs, they're going to enjoy them drugs. Yes. Did you know that there was a Guinness World Record for number of toots from party blowers in a minute? No. Party blowers, at, for lack of better like, term. <laughs> like, the yeah, those horns with the, with the rollout tongue yeah, yeah. that like stop making a sound five minutes into using them because the paper rips. Right. So then they just go. <sighs> well, there was a record and it just got beat by two dudes in Idaho. They posted a video of it since it's only a minute. They got 108 toots in, but their blowers, their party horns had ripped. So there's no sense. So it's just two guys at a table. Jesus oh yeah there's a bunch of random records out there and uh i love
2: obscure world records for sure
0: one of them was the most fish caught in a single 24-hour period and the guy who set that just broke his own record Damn. Do you want to guess how many fish he caught in 24 hours how many you don't want to guess
2: what was the old record
0: Oh, shoot. Look at
2: you. Look at me. You're going to make me guess. I need that information okay, again.
0: Okay, I'll get the information. Okay, I'll get the information.
2: Oh. I thought you said 80-something. No, 2,172.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the old record. That was the old that's record? That's the old records.
2: 2,172? To... Yeah. Fish?
0: Yes, in 24 hours. Oh, my
2: God. Was he on fucking meth? What was he using as bait? I'm going to guess 24. 2,200. You can't have beat it it by that much, right?
0: Can I tell you? Yeah. 2,645 fish. Jesus Christ! (laughs) I'm guessing he just had a net and was just raking them in, because that's more than a fish a minute, right? Oh my
2: God, bro. You'd have to have multiple lines out and shit, I'm guessing.
0: Oh, let's see if there's a picture. Oh, there's a video. Well, you know, it's for another day now, but... Yeah.
2: You'd have to be, like, nutting on the bait every time you're throwing it out or something.
0: 2,645 fish. Fucking. In 24 hours. And this is in Illinois.
2: Crazy bastard.
0: His name's Jeff Kolodzinski. My dad would. He's a fisherman.
2: Absolutely lose, lose his shit doing that, dude. That would yeah. make him the happiest man ever.
0: Well, now he has a new goal. Yeah,
2: 2,600 fish, 24 hours. You can do it.
0: You got this, Pop. Yeah, he started fishing last Wednesday at 9 a.m. Stopped at 9 a.m. on Thursday. Right in time to listen to No Agenda.
2: Well played.
0: Well played. Oh, we watched... Speaking of No Agenda, we watched The Social Dilemma after ah, yes. Curry's... Curry. I saw Curry toot about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, let's check it out.
2: Adam had recommended watching it, and so we take it a watch. It's on Netflix.
0: For those that haven't canceled their accounts... <laughs>
2: Like your dad. (laughs) My dad has Netflix, so I can watch Netflix without giving them any money. But yeah, I thought it was really well done, actually. And I kind of echoed a lot of Adam's sentiments of what he was saying on Sunday's show. And really, the way that it all went down kind of ended up being a little disappointing to me. um, How Dvorak kind of wet-blanketed the whole segment. Which, I mean, that's the thing he does, you know. It's very Dvorak of him. He's the buzzkill. But I it felt like Adam had so much more to say about it that he just like wasn't able to get out just because of how hard Dvorak was pushing us his bull crap, which I mean he's probably not wrong, and the thing is that he just it was a non-starter for him yeah because he knows those people and he knows those names like I don't know, the main ginger guy is like a hardcore activist for a lot of the shit, and obviously there's agendas at play so. I think that would have been a cooler discussion, though, is if he had, like, instead of he, you know, he just said the guy's name and said, no, when I saw that and when I saw this person, like, it's all bullcrap. These people are idiots, you know? And it's like, well, I would have loved to have heard, like, specific reasons why they're idiots and, like, what they're trying to do with their idiocy, you know? Right. I think, though, there was so much in that movie... That uh, if you want to call it a movie, I mean, what the fuck would you call it? It is technically uh, a movie, but yeah, it's it like had a, like
0: dramatized portions. It's like a
2: documentary, definitely propaganda piece. Um, and the the main thing I kind of wished was discussed was like, why would Netflix get on board? Why would? Because it's a Netflix original, so they're greenlining this, so they're behind this, so they're they're endorsing this message. And the main message essentially was we should regulate the social media co- uh, companies. Um, now, my thought is that regulation of social media companies doesn't f- threaten Netflix. In fact, it might be good for Netflix because that could splinter up some of that attention time that every Silicon Valley is, uh, company is battling for, your attention and the time that you spend on each service. So if Facebook and Instagram and all these other things get split up, even though they somewhat rely on their you know movies getting spread via those mediums, if people are spending less time on those platforms, they might have more time to spend on Netflix or something else.
0: Yeah, spend your screen time Netflix and chilling.
2: No, I think a lot of people fucking doom scroll while they watch Netflix. Like oh, They have for their sure. phone out and the TV's on. So, uh, but even uh, a percentage shift, it's like uh, that's going to add up at scale. By the way, if you do watch this movie, that's the number one drinking game trigger. Is if anyone says at scale. <laughs> yes. I think it works when you're listening to grumpy old Benz, too. A lot of these tech guys like to talk at scale. But it is interesting because you have to think that way. You have to think at scale. I think, though, that what this movie really did... And, you know, Dvorak's attitude was like, this is nothing new for me. I didn't learn anything. Like, we've been saying this all along, which is true. I even said that when I watched the movie. I've been like, wow, you know, like, the No Agenda show's been on this for fucking years and years. Um, yeah. And they're only like bringing it to m- mass appeal and mainstream attention now. But I think that part is important. Like you should have the everyday normie really thinking about this type of shit. And it also, I really respected Adam at least calling him out for like, yo, you know, you've never really suffered from this type of addiction, you know? And work's like, well, that's, I didn't choose to do that. And like, okay, tell that to any other fucking addict, you know, tell that to a, a, Fucking crackhead. Like, well, I didn't choose to do crack. Okay, good job. You did it right. But that doesn't fucking help me. Right. Who's addicted to crack. Like, I have felt the fucking social media hooks for sure. And we grew up with that shit. Yeah. Yeah? I mean... What we really have, and what that kind of woke me up to on a grander scale, like, I've always known these things. I've always been, like, peripherally aware that I have a fucking problem when it comes to mobile gaming and mobile social media. And, you know, screen time in general, but, like, those are the two things that really have the hooks in you. Um, and the social aspect of it. You know, I know that that meme is often repeated about uh, us millennials and younger about being underinformed and over-socialized, but... I think that over-socialized is really a poor descriptor because of what it assumes. And I think in a lot of ways we are actually under-socialized. I think in a lot of ways we are, quote-unquote, air quotes, over-socialized, but it's an artificial socialization. It's not real socialization.
0: Exactly. It's
2: this algo that's, you know, laying out in front of you what it knows you're going to stare at forever. It knows what you're going to watch. And... Dvorak, again, he kept bitching about, like, this is no different than TV and a newspaper. Like, a TV and a newspaper don't know what you're looking at at any given time. Some of the smart TVs do now, but that's still pretty fucking rare. All of the smartphones know where you're looking at the screen, when you're looking at the screen, when you pick your phone up, when you set it down, what you're saying at all times. They know your other browser history. They know... All the other apps you use, take a look at your off-Facebook activity settings buried in the preferences. They know all the shit you do. It doesn't have to be on Facebook. It can be anywhere else on your fucking phone. They will hold back notifications because they know you're going to come in the room at a certain time. They can hear you come in the room or feel you pick up the phone, and then they're going to give you something they've been hanging on to you might notice in the last maybe like three to five years it's been a thing like suggestions that's especially on Twitter Mm. where it's like this is a tweet that you never otherwise would have fucking seen that you that doesn't mention you that isn't from somebody you even follow but it's a notification along with all that other shit that says hey recommended for you oh hey recommended for you and it's a notification so you have to check it that's one of the dopamine hits Ooh, I have a notification
0: that's so why you got to turn those notifications off if you still play those games.
2: I know. I just it kind of occurred to me that uh as I think millennials in general and um I want to bring some more of this like probably next week cuz I've seen some memes popping up about like trying to extra define the generations and stuff, but I think we have a real cultural crisis on our hands because of how heavy the gatekeeping has been our whole lives. On culture, on music, on television. Um, And if you're not into like these alternative sources of media, music, and, and thought, things like podcasting, things like, I don't know, your local open mic as opposed to like a massive concert, like if you're not seeking out these smaller pockets of culture, it's really so sterilized once you get, once you're talking about to scale. You know, if anybody's sold more than 50,000 albums, then it's been, you know, likely sterilized. It's like a sterilized and controlled message at that point. It's really rough. You know, we have a we have a vacuum of creativity and it's really tough, I think, to get going with any other like unapproved messages. What the solution is, I don't fucking know. I'm just one guy like trying to figure this out a day at a time. But like it wasn't until i saw that movie like i've been aware of all this shit i've been aware of like how it's how we're being controlled and watched and manipulated but it wasn't really laid out in a visual and emotional appealing way until i saw that uh the social dilemma and i think it is worth it is worth a look for younger people now of course i was immediately skeptical of these guys they show clips of them like testifying to the senate on like senate hearings and discussions like of course, they're all activists, and they have you know skin in the game one way or another. Um, their message is one of purity, but you know what could be behind those intentions? I don't know. Do I trust these people? No, but I do agree with them on some points. And to say that this whole movie is just a total waste of everything, it's kind of like I don't know. I think that Adam nailed it when he said, like I just don't think you have ever experienced the addiction that this causes, and what it leads to. Like, it drains your fucking shit, man. I've been there. Not to be a downer, whatever, but uh, that's just what I'm feeling.
0: Yeah, I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it yet. And...
2: Sorry about that buzz, Jesus.
0: Yeah, I was wondering what was up with that. <laughs> it was messing with me. I liked, uh of course, they wanted to talk about, in there, the political tensions of this election year. Right. And then the dramatization they used, extreme center.
2: I thought... It was clever, and I think that they should at least be commended for, like, doing their best to present it neutrally, uh, and that that's a great example of it. The meme was, like, that the algo kept on sending this kid extreme center content, you know, and all the memes were extreme center, so they weren't making him a left-wing radical or a right-wing radical. They were just like, oh, they're serving him extreme center content all the time. Uh, I thought it was a really good way to just be like, yo, we're not trying to play a political game here. We're highlighting a problem. You can put whatever political label on it you want because it's true on both sides. I think that the statistic of the spikes in self-harm hospitalizations and the spikes in uh, teen and even tween suicide both skyrocketing since 2009. Right. Uh... Um, Now, Dvorak's right. There's more than just one factor associated with that. But the specific time frame of it being, like, right when the mobile socials were available and right when Twitter started, um, that's a huge uh, alarm bell, man. Like, to me, that was probably one of the most compelling parts of the whole fucking presentation.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Absolutely. That and the polarization. You know, a lot of people, if you're not, if you're not autonomous in your mind, which most people are not. Most people are just following what they've chosen as their thing, right? You know, so you're, you that comes with politics, that comes with sports teams, that comes with local and regional sh- rivalries and shit, um, race, gender, a lot of things we identify as, then we'll just get on that team and hoo-ha for that team. So if you're manipulating people, again, at scale, then, yeah, it's not going to work on everyone. It might not even work on most people, but turns out it does. It works on most people. And so if you can steer most people, that's an incredible amount of control over, you know, in the aggregate over society. And so I think that's also a big source. You know, we blame the mass media, but the social networking part of it is just as bad, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you had touched on the over-socialization statement and how you disagree. It's and I think you're right. This social media, it's not socializing. And we see that with people, our, some of our peers that are about our age, who talk about how they have anxiety. And a lot of people, uptick in yeah. anxiety over the past decade. Mm-hmm. Everyone has it. Uh <laughs> A lot of people are saying, like, they have anxiety to buy groceries and, like, deal with the cashier. It's like, no, you have lost your humanity if you can't look someone in the eyes and say hello and have a conversation with people.
2: It is rough because a lot of things that should be simple and should be routine and learned that, like, honestly, you know, you get butterflies in the stomach when you interact with, like, strangers at first, but, like, you're supposed to do that in controlled settings young and get better and better at it. And, like, by the time you leave your house and go out into the world, just be very, very, very competent at it in most cases. And then, like, you know, I mean, there's high-anxiety people. I'm not trying to say if you have any anxiety, you're weak or you're, like, not as good. The problem is it's so prevalent now, and it's so heavily used as an excuse. And, like, the answer is to, it seems today, to be, like, celebrating it and affirming it and and isolating prescribing it and prescribe prescribing drugs for it rather than hey you know everybody kind of experiences this on some level here's how we try to overcome it here's how we try to make ourselves better and that would be nice i thought of a few things too um that might be solutions one being uh just like a hobby that you practice in person with people so a lot of us are gamers um and have been for a long time. And you get sucked into a game and maybe you have online friends, but like that's not a human interaction in its fullest, you know? It's not, uh, even the, even the social networks, like those aren't, those aren't real in the sense of real human interaction. They're all sterilized in some way and they're all robbed of context. Yes. And you can get into big fucking misunderstandings. Very easily. Right. Right. I mean, there's all that going on in No Agenda Social this past week. I Suppose I give you the update on all that too. So on the last show, I well, we talked a little bit about. Do you want to say something?
0: Well, I thought you were gonna give a solution for the well the crisis, <laughs> the humanity crisis of so social funny, media. That's so funny because I was
2: brainstorming this on on other notepads, and uh, I didn't bring them with me. But another thing I feel like is like a disconnection from the earth and from its natural cycles, both. In our daily lives and our seasonal cycles. And I think like the easiest bare minimum solution for that is to just be like mowing a lawn. Like get a place that has a lawn and mow that lawn. That's tough for a lot of people who have to live in an apartment or different things like that. Mow someone else's lawn. You could mow someone else's lawn. But even, even if you can't do that, like you need to be taking care of some sort of a plant. Okay. But, like, the mow the lawn one is really easy. Some people hire it out. A lot of people our age and younger, too, hire that out. And I would just say, like, even that connection of having to be in tune with, oh, shit, my grass is long. I've got to mow it. That's another, like, connection that you have to the earth itself. Like, another connection with nature. Another thing is just walking in it. Like, getting out. Even if you don't have a lawn, you can go to a park or a public space. You can go to a place. Uh... You can get out outside and to like turn your fucking phone off or leave it back at home, and that way also you can kind of reconnect to the outdoors or nature. The earth is like something that we've been directly connected to heavily all the way up until the industrial revolution. Like this last century is like the first time we've ever not really. That's the first time we've really lost that, and it's not. I mean, it's just getting more and more and more lost. Like as each decade goes by. We're less connected to it. And I think that's another generational thing that we're have to, going to have to solve eventually.
0: Yeah, because it's a health crisis.
2: It is a health Being crisis. Being detached
0: from the earth that supports our life. I mean, people don't even eat in-season fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. You're like, we're that detached. You can go to a fast food chain and get a cheeseburger anytime you want.
2: Right. It's
0: just crazy.
2: Yeah, so if you can slip your shoes off while you're walking around, I feel like that's helpful too, just from experience over the weekend.
0: But just look out for the baby Copperheads. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You don't want to get bit. You'll be saying, hap, hap.
0: <laughs> but yeah, there are tons of misunderstandings on social media. And honestly, I think it's tough to socialize with people on social media a lot of the times. I'm much better on, like, phone calls or going out with someone.
2: It's tough because um, in my experience at least for my style, the way to be most effective is to just lean into it, I guess you could say, like be louder than life, be Mm. sort of a caricature of who you really are in a lot of ways. And that's kind of what I present on social media. I think it's what most people present on social media. I mean, everyone's like, oh, the perfect pictures of your perfect life. And like, I kind of post like, the fucking wild, crazy, fucked up pictures of my wild, crazy, fucked up life sometimes. Or like, you know, there's also perfect pictures of perfect life. My grandparents are like, oh, your baby never cries. And it's like, well, no, I just don't post, I don't post pictures of her crying on Facebook. You know, like, that's just not, that's just not what I present. But you have to take that into account when you're, I guess, when you're speaking to people, you know, and it's hard to, I even, since we were put on the stream, the No Agenda stream, I don't know why my thing is humming now, but that's lovely. We were put on the No Agenda stream, and I was able to re-listen to talking about last week's update with this No Agenda social art bot that dude named Jeff built. And what I had said was, like, he wrote it to censor CSB and post all everyone's art except for CSBs, and so my response to that was, well, if you don't let CSB's art be posted from that bot, then I'll block the bot and I'll encourage other people to block the bot. And that was like my only action that I was going to take. And I said, I'm not going to block his main account or his other bots or anything like that. To me, these bots are products that he's built and offered to the community. Um, And a, all of uh, the people that followed and interacted with the bot and used the bot and looked at its st- content where it's users and so the users asked for a bug fix in this case it was intentional the bug was that csb's art doesn't get posted and i also made the caveats online and on the show and there are the receipts there that you know it's jeff's right to do what he wants and block who he wants and make the bot however he wants it's also my right to push back when i feel like censorship's being practiced in the community like this bot is being offered up as the no agenda art bot which implies that you're going to be showing us all the art, not picking and choosing whose art you show. I think it's unfair. Now, obviously, there's nothing I can do about it other than just exactly that, what I did. Just tell him I think it's shitty. Um, But I don't hate him over it. I don't have ill feelings for him over it. And so it looked like he uh, made that concession on Thursday's show, and he screen capped like, the red code delete of... Uh, removing that piece of code that filtered csb out and i took it as a big victory and a lot of people were happy about it and then on sunday's show he just like went through and just del- like blocked a shitload of people from his main account and from all of the bots uh a lot of the more prolific art uh, artists uh, for the show were blocked um and it's just too bad you know what i mean like he also put up some statement of like that on his bot page that it was canceled by the SJWs of another uh, Agenda Social. And it's like, look, we came out as anti-censorship. You're the one that canceled somebody first, and now you're like sitting here whining about being canceled. It's just disingenuous. It's like a little snowflake attitude of like, you know, people just called you out for your bullshit, which was trolling CSB for being a troll. So just like basic base level hypocrisy. Uh, and then all we said was, you know, if, the, if that's how the bot works, we don't want to use it. And so I guess he saved me from blocking that bot. But it was just like I don't know why you had to go scorched earth. And, you know, over the next two days, I was blocked one bot at a time whenever he happened to be working on them. So like then the podcast bot blocked me, then the um, the jitsi bot blocked me, like which it's fine. It doesn't like ruin my thing, but the number one argument there was just, uh, well, build better code, make better code. So that's like where I'm at. Like I respect that. I obviously respect his right to do what he wants. And, you know, everyone else has to respect. this is the one thing that really did annoy me about it all the most. Or, like, people who, like, really didn't have a side or a dog or anything, but they'd tuned in, like, if you guys don't stop fighting, then I'm going to block you. If you don't stop this, then nah, nah, nah. It's like, all right, well, just fucking do it. Yeah, seriously. Like, you had nothing to do with this? Like, if you're not going to, like, get in and, like, say something one way or the other, then just shut the fuck up. Just keep scrolling past all the other dumb shit you scroll past, you know? Like, yeah. That's just not any input and i didn't really expect it to like go this crazy but i am now trying to teach myself python over the shit just like okay well fuck how do i uh build a bot like as me just a regular retard i don't know it's not a skill set i have but uh i'm looking into trying to write code write a bot if anybody listening uh knows and has time i think that's the biggest thing is like most people that have that skill set also are like Fuck! I already do that all day. I don't want to do extra just for the stupidy bot. But you know, Jeff right now claims to build the best bots in the universe, and the only reason that's true is because there's no competition for his bots. So um, the the message is heard loud and clear: build a better bot. Uh, even. Um, but I think it was funny that uh, they were kind of talking on Rogan a little bit about these similar issues, and I just want to play a clip.
1: Yell Dominate. all you want at each other online, yeah. yell all you yeah. want, that's great. I hope we find places, and there are many already, for people to go yell without anyone intervening or taking down. Just let them yell, yell let them yell, let them yell, let them yell. It's good, let it, let it all out. Taking someone away is fucking stupid.
2: And I agree, like, that's basically what Jeff did to CSB to start this whole fucking thing. And granted... CSB probably said some dumb shit to him to really actually start this whole fucking thing because that's that's uh what happens all the time. And you just got to know that, you know? If you're going to be a guy that filters people out and censors people out on basic whims, then you just don't have the personality to be a sysadmin. Like, that's just... uh Or a judge or anything else like that. You got to make neutral decisions. If you're not able to do that, then, you know, what are you doing? It's just not a good product. It's just not... Something that I would support and use. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. I uh, did call and make a appointment with an IT training school here locally, too, though. Ooh. That's how so fucking deep it got. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I'm so in over my head. Uh, like, Python seems like the good one to learn if you're learning out. Uh, and it seems like it can do the most uh, if from just, like, the little tiny sliver of things i've looked into but um you know that's uh you know more csb drama it's always drama with that fucking bear
0: why though because he's because so he's just
2: socially awkward and he doesn't he's like he doesn't have a lot of self-awareness that's the one thing i try to do okay like i try to have some self-awareness about it i understand the nuance of the situation uh, I understand how we can look like SJWs doing that. Um, but, like, really I was just trying to open up a conversation and point out that if this is for the whole community, then it should be. And if it's not, then don't pretend it is. You know, that's, that's all I was trying to say. I didn't want it to go through this craziness. And Darren O kind of leaned in the heaviest out of everyone, and he blocked Jeff's all, you know, he blocked all of Jeff's bots and accounts and everything. So... I think that's kind of what pissed him off the most. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And I don't want to assume how he feels, too, because he's been so mum about it. Like, I would have liked to have a dialogue and tried to do that at the beginning. But he was so mum about it that I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to walk away this Sunday. You know. But it's just like, you know, I get it. I understand both sides of it. And I also understand that I don't have all the fucking answers. I'm just doing my best with what I believe in. That's it. That's it. And I understand that CSB can be a real big, fucking hairy pain in the ass too. I but I don't think that's the reason to silence him. I think it's a great reason to like ignore him a lot of the time. Uh, if you if you feel the need to block him because he's causing you that much strife, then you can just block him. But this was a, this was kind of a different thing altogether. CSB, uh, because Jeff made some joke about donate a Bitcoin and I'll you know change it back. Like CSB's. All of a sudden trying to come up with, this is extortion, like crypto extortion, and someone should like screenshot it and send it to the FBI. And it's like, no, dude, you should grow up too, because no one takes that seriously. No one's going to the FBI over your ass getting posted on a toot. Like, anyway.
0: It's just a poke war.
2: It is a poke it's, war, and it kind of got out of control, but I just didn't think it would come to all of this. It's wild.
0: I I did appreciate the hashtag free CSB profile pictures that started popping up. That gave me a good laugh. Everyone threw
2: those on. That was funny.
0: Uh, I mean, it was just as a bystander to the whole thing. Like, it just seemed like fun. Like, kind of harmless fun, you know? I mean,
2: there is a troll room, for Christ's sakes. You know, like, and Jeff is in there posting statuses about like, oh, I am so happy to You know, like feels good to troll the troll and all this shit. Like he's like his his problem with CSB is he's always trolling. And so in response, he's going to troll, which is obviously an option. But like, is it a helpful one? That's all I'm trying to say. Like, there's a better way to do this, probably. Definitely. That's that's it. And I'm like, I'm not trying to say, like, I'm a better person than you or I'm smarter than you. I'm not. I'm not any of that. I don't hate you. I just think it doesn't fit the community and like what we tend to believe in and what the show kind of points out. But, you know, your code is your free speech, man. I'm not I can't make you. And I even if there was like a report button, I would not fucking click it on people like that's not Mm. how it is. It's just like, dude,
0: you just as a consumer choose not to utilize it Yeah. because it, you disagree with the
2: ethics and anybody I want to anyone I disagree with like I don't need this fucking echo chamber that's the whole point of no agenda
0: exactly Is like
2: I don't need an echo chamber I don't need everybody to be lockstep with me I I god forbid I might need somebody who I totally disagree with
0: that's how you learn and evolve your arguments and maybe shift your mindset it's just it's health that's healthy communication that's
2: that socialization is to get along with people and make compromise and uh you know speak out and stuff like just talk to each other more communication rather than less, at least in my opinion. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I just, I guess he kind of showed his, uh, his attitude about it and his, uh you know, that's all I can do is uh either, you know, recruit some people or write it myself. And I think that <laughs> if I find people who have that skill set already, that's going to save me months. But if it takes me months, I will fucking do it one way or the other. Cause that's my determination. And like, that's that's how I set and approach goals, you know? Like, one way or another, on a long enough timeline, there will be a fucking bot on NAS that toots the art and doesn't fuck with it at all. Just just toots the submissions, and that's it. That's all it does. If anyone would like to help me with that, spencer at bowl com is my email address. <laughs> or you can text us at 816-607-3663.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: Anyway, enough about that shit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do we have
2: some people to, like, say thank you to?
0: We sure do.
2: I feel like there's just people that help us in different, like, ways. In front of the scenes, behind the scenes. On the only scenes. All over the place.
0: All over the place. Quirkass, Newsbomb, Fletcher, thank you so much for your support. They're subscribed over on the OnlyFans. Onlyfans.com slash Lorian, where we video stream.
2: Yes. The podcast. So we're on video right now over there. Um, You can catch it. uh, If you would like to just peek behind there for one day, uh, get at me in the troll room or uh, some other way. No agenda social and I can text you a one day free trial link just to see if it's for you or not. We obviously know it's not for everyone.
0: That's right. But But it is
2: where most of our support currently comes from.
0: Yeah. Value for value.
2: And yeah, it's just basically a question of what was this worth to you? Is it worth a little bit of your time to make content? Is it worth enough to call in and say, hey, or tell us the first time you ever did a thing each week? Is it worth enough to send us some Bitcoin? Send us some PayPal money. Uh, People are better at certain things and worse at other things. And so, like, whatever's easy for you to show us value, that's just all we ask. You know, we're we're here every week trying to give you guys something to enjoy, maybe learn something, mostly just blow off some steam and just have a great Tuesday night and hang out. And, uh, you know, we like to laugh a lot. Uh, We like to...
0: Hold hands and share secrets.
2: Yes. (laughs) Like to remove our clothing and spin in circles, all that kind of stuff. So if that's what you like, too, then we'd like you to hang out with us all the time.
0: In the bowl,
2: and I think a lot of you are doing that already, and that's why we want to thank some people. That's we right, we want to thank Fletcher for sending us these great clips, and also Economic Hitman uh, sent us some of these uh, other clips. Like, uh, I am a lone wolf,
1: oh, woo!
2: me and oh, my lone wolfness.
1: It's not racist, it's a fact.
2: So, uh, anything like that helps us out. It's content. It's interaction, it's feedback, and uh, it lets us know you're listening and you care. And it also lets us know what's working and what's not. Because without feedback, we're just kind of flying blind here. We're doing like stuff that makes it fun for us. But this show is way more for you guys listening than it is for us. I mean, it is a bit for us. Don't get us wrong. But in order for it to ever get better at all, uh, there has to be at least a little bit of feedback, which we always appreciate and we do get... Um, on a steady basis but you know don't be afraid to add to the add to the feedback volume please if it's if it's too much we'll let you know (laughs) that hasn't happened yet (laughs) but no it's not too much yet
0: and we've battled many trolls
2: yes and it's like don't feel (laughs) like don't feel like you're gonna upset the the either one of us because we've heard it all and we've seen it all and we've said worse about ourselves probably than anyone said about us too definitely that lorian for sure is her own harshest critic i might not be because i don't care as much but you know i still care it's not like i don't care at all i just i can i can let it go i don't have to uh have this white knuckle grip on me being some kind of i don't know (laughs) (laughs) non-idiot you know
0: you can't take yourself too damn seriously exactly that's what i'm trying to say so stressful it's like uh yeah
2: you know we're just all here to have fun and nobody fucking gets it all the way so i don't you know i don't ask other people to expect me to get it all the time and be right all the time and i don't expect that of other people for them to get what i'm saying we just do our best to meet in the middle and love each other and have fun and toke a bowl back here behind the curtain you want to come back here
0: yeah yeah yeah. oh bead got tangled in my hair dang it
2: oh jesus
0: i hate when that happens
2: yeah i'm getting enough hair to uh maybe have that start happening soon
0: hey but not quite yet not quite yet but you got the nice little colonial ponytail you can pull off (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: we are um by the way gonna do the philosophers stoned for next week um we had so much to talk about this week and we just didn't want to add to it and get too bogged down.
0: A lot of the discussions we had could have been philosopher stoned though. Well, the
2: social dilemma. We're philosophers and we're always getting <laughs> <stunned. laughs> Yeah, But I do also definitely want to keep an eye on this fucking generational cultural crisis because I think it's a thing that, whew, like I felt an emptiness that I can't really describe, okay, for a long time. And when I saw the social dilemma, I connected with what that kid was like feeling or projecting. It's like the emptiness is how much of my sovereignty I've given up to these fucks and... Uh, How much of my time and attention have given me these fucks? And when I'm idle, like, when I'm idle, when you're idle, that's the worst time for an addict. Because that's when your stimulus just starts firing off. When you're idle, when you're standing still and you have nothing to do, and you're like, what was I doing? What should I do? What should I do next? Uh, And if you're, like, a smoker, you're, like, always thinking, well, maybe a cigarette. Like, that always comes up as an option. Like, ooh, I could go smoke, or what, uh... I can fucking put my thumb on my phone screen and will open up and give me, like, all kinds of dopamine hits. That is the easiest to access and, like, just the deepest hooks, man. Deep, deep hooks. Not good. Not good. So we got to fucking talk about it for sure. Yeah. It's going to be a recurring theme because I'm going to keep my eye on it. And, you know... I really have to try and shift my thinking from, yeah, I know that, but it's not that bad to like, dude, this is a fucking emergency. It's a very big problem. That's like step one.
0: It's been like my only criticism of you for a long time.
2: I mean, (laughs) yeah, I feel it. And it also pisses me off because and the reason it pisses Uh, me off when I'm called out on it is because I don't have an answer for it. And I know that I'm fucking wrong. You know, I know that it has a hook in me. I know that I have a problem. And that's why you get defensive. You're like, fuck you. I don't want to confront this. I don't want to change my life. Don't take away my dopamine hits. I like my dopamine hits.
0: There's just so many other sources for dopamine. I know. It's like a
2: false. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's like eating fucking Twinkies all day, you know?
0: Yeah. Because you know, the most beautiful thing about idle is just taking a moment, breathing yeah, and enjoying being idle.
2: And you know, I'm good at that. You know, I'm really good at that. But but... the
0: phone is an endangerment to that. Right.
2: You, you get into this trap of thinking you're staying up on shit, you know? You're like keeping informed, you're like knowing the latest, but really you're just fucking staying addicted to this thing.
0: Yeah it was it killed me when they talked about how now.
2: Another th- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, middle schoolers like people yeah. are coming up through middle school on social media mm-hmm. and especially for girls, I mean just self-esteem is gonna be yeah destroyed for everyone. yeah, every girl. And the numbers for the suicides and you know mental health crises for girls was all way higher.
2: Yeah, it is rough for sure. And, I mean, fuck, tons of my friends cut themselves. I knew a lot of people that did.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, nude leaks. Like how I remember in college reading a story about a girl who had committed suicide in middle school or high school because a nude picture of her was leaked. And I was like, you know what? Why are we that ashamed of our bodies? Like, we have to move past this. For the health of women... For the health of men? And that's honestly, that's kind of what launched my, like, fuck it. I'll just put myself out there naked because if I can take cover for one vulnerable person, you know, if someone can troll on my nude picture yeah then hey yeah it's I just take it. <laughs> it's
2: like um you can't leave yourself that vulnerable that it would like cause yourself to destroy yourself but you when
0: know? you're young
2: it's tough you know when you're it's young. tough everything when you're a is, kid everything is so hyper exaggerated especially when it comes to emotions and socializing you know like and people even try to tell you when you're in school like look these friends are your friends but you're never gonna fucking see these people ever again when you graduate and like you can't even picture it when you're in that moment and it's all your fucking friends and there's all these people in your class and you're like, Oh don't like I have to fucking look like this in their eyes. Like I have this expectation to live up to. And then like you go to college and then you go to your five year reunion and you're like, this is fucking pathetic. And then you go to your 10 year reunion and you're like, Holy shit. Didn't get better. And, uh, you, you know, it turns out all those old fucks telling you things when you're growing up were right. It's weird, but it all comes true. It's just hard now being on the other side of it. Like, What do I say? Because I know it didn't work for me. I didn't fucking listen. It's wild. I think part of it, too, is I just need a goddamn vacation.
0: Fucking A, dude. It'll
2: be so sweet. We're going to fucking Texas to get away from things. Yes. For a weekend. My pop's watching the kids. Might try to go bug a Fletcher while we're at it. Possibilities are endless.
0: We'll have a grand time.
2: A grand old time. Here, since we're behind the curtain, I'll pass you that. All
0: right. Thanks, dude.
2: Simultaneous spark.
0: I feel bad I derailed you.
2: Spark one up. No, I got it out.
0: Oh good, good, good. I was worried.
2: Got it out, man. You can't, you can't knock this train off the rails ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, wow, that must be fucking nice.
2: Must be fucking nice. Wasp. No, no, man. I have like a easily distracted, like kitten type uh, brain. Even though yeah. I'm not really a cat person. I think kittens and cats are two different things, though.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: So, I was curious. Do you remember like the first time you ever saw Dabs?
0: I do indeed. So I
2: remember the first time I ever saw dabs.
0: I do indeed.
2: The first time I ever saw dabs was in the fall of 2009 and uh, was out in Portland. I was vice president at the time of MU Normal chapter and our president was the this girl, I think he was a year behind, a year younger than me, I want to say, Somewhere in there. Anyway, she was kind of like a platinum blonde sorority girl and then i was like fucking shaggy and scooby doo stoner guy you know um and we went out to portland for 3 days that turned up turned into 4 cuz we missed our flight back which was kind of cool actually so just an extra day to hang out at this place called the cannabis cafe in portland and it was a the way they had it set up was it was a it was a smoking lounge so really it kind of worked like a bar worked where you go in there and you fucking consume only it's weed instead of alcohol so of course people are much less sloppy much more happy uh not like loud and shouting anything like that you know like the in a bar it's loud because like when you're when you're getting wasted it's like you gotta uh yell more and more you think people can't hear you I'm not sure what the what the deal is but uh in this place it wasn't any of that and the cover was five bucks so you got in five bucks All of us who were out of state, obviously, we don't have Oregon medical cards, but they just look the other way. If you were there with a conference and you had your normal lanyard on, uh, then it was five bucks for you, too. You're just, like, automatically in for that weekend. Um, And that was the first time I ever tried Debs. And this kid, kid, this old head, had a bong, and it had this attachment that I had never seen before or since. But the first time I ever did this oil was it was like a little glass vial that the oil was held in um, that could maybe hold like a gram of wax and it screwed into this metal attachment that then had a bong slide on the other side of it so it slid into the bong on the other side there's a glass vial and they would butane torch the glass vial and heat it up and it would start to vaporize and then you would hit it fill the bong and then kind of pull it and so this guy i had never done or seen dabs before and he knew that and so he hands me this bong. He's like, all right, you got to hit it pretty hard to, for it to work. And so I just like monster rip it. And then he like pulls the thing out and then I like clear that bong. And then I just fucking hit my knees coughing, coughing, coughing. I was probably coughing for like two full minutes before I could like catch my breath, you know. And then there was still some like throat clearing and like water drinking and shit. But like just total fucking 100% stoner hack for two straight minutes. And he was like, "I've never seen somebody hit that hard of a dab," <laughs> and like he was like, obviously just hazing me in. But god damn, man, I got knocked the fuck out. Dang,
0: dude, that's epic.
2: I got knocked the fuck out on that one. That was crazy.
0: An epic tale of first dab. He's
2: like, "Let's take this nineteen-year-old and fuck him up." Worked. Yeah,
0: my first time seeing a dab was probably. 2011, first year in Como, when a mutual friend came over and had just a clear glass pipe that I... The top on it, man, I was like, is this a meth pipe? What is going on? And then he had a blue torch next to him, you know?
2: Mm Mm-hmm, the Bernzomatic. The
0: Bernzomatic, yeah.
2: (laughs) The Home Depot special. (laughs) sketchy as fuck-looking thing.
0: And he's like, this is a dab. This is whatever... And I was just like, "Oh my goodness, what? Just what's wrong with the flower? Why do we have to do this?" <laughs> it just felt like so much work, you know, because you had to heat up the glass piece with the somatic and then like drop it on. And this our friend also was like, "Just just a little bit, like just a little bit." So I was like, "I'm about to get fucked up, aren't <laughs> I?" And then I just remember wheezing so bad after, like not coughing, just wheezing, like my throat felt like it was swelling shut. Oh, it was crazy. And, and you know, we talked about that last week, like maybe the solvents used, because of course we were operating in a, operating, we were hanging out in a black market environment. Right. So it's like, you don't know what this is.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you never really know, unless you made it yourself.
0: Then you go to Colorado and trying like a CO2 extraction and you hit it and it's just like breathing in fucking fresh air. It does you're help. Like, wow. It,
2: it does help in a regulated market, especially with reputable companies who label everything. Then you have more of an idea. I would say it's still, you know, you could still lie on labels and this different shit, but it's far less likely, and the incentives are pointed in the correct direction to make you do it correctly. But yeah, in the in the black market, you're just fucking spinning the wheel, you know?
0: Yeah. But man, I'll tell you, emails.
2: Oh, yeah. Emails are where it's at for sure.
0: Yeah. You know, not that, you know, I'm sure everyone has a Burns of Matic hanging around, but then <laughs> you won't scare people that don't know what the hell is going on. Like me, I was a little taken aback. I was like, is this.
2: It definitely am I about to looks, be tortured. Or it like, definitely looks hardcore and like too much for sure. Because, I mean, in a lot of ways, I guess it is, but.
0: But in a lot of ways, it's not because it's weed.
2: We do have uh, one voicemail on the subject if you'd like to hear it.
0: Heck yeah.
1: The first time I ever saw dabs, um, my older brother had um, made some himself, you know, by extracting the THC with butane, letting all that butane evaporate and then scraping it up, you know, out, out of like a Pyrex uh, baking pan or some shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, scraping it with a razor blade and then, you know, putting it in one of those fancy uh, water pipes designed for smoking dabs. Um, and it kicked my fucking ass. It was like, it's like you know, like smoking a like a joint all at once, like five seconds to smoke a joint. Oh man, I had never coughed so damn much, so much coughing. Yep. I seriously thought I was dying. Totally. And then once I realized I wasn't dying, I was like, let me hit that shit again. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fucking A, man. Hit it again. I'm literally like scrolling around trying to find the product that I first smoked dabs out of and I, c- I can't find it. I don't know mm. what they're called.
0: But if you know what the dab vial is, give us a call at 816-607-3663 or send us a text message. Or I'll, I'll email spencer at yeah.
2: yeah, you can do whatever.
0: Whenever, whenever. Post it in the chat.
2: I'm going to... Uh, I think I can do this. I think I can open my... I think I can open my phone here if you want to call. If you want to call. You don't have to. We're going to open it up for the last little Ooh. little bit here just to see what happens.
0: Hell yeah. Dude, I had the biggest fright of my life, or at least the fright of our relationship last night. You scared me so bad. Where is it I scared you?
2: You scared Dude. me pretty hard, though. Dude.
0: Is- I th- okay. All right. So... I never do like face masks or anything, but I got one from a peer, a friend, and I was like, well, fuck, I might as well just use it, because whatever. So I'm getting ready to put my three-year-old to bed, and I was like, okay, it's a charcoal mask. It's going to be dark gray, whatever. And uh, I was explaining to my three-year-old what it was, and she was like, I want to see it. I want to see you look like a monster. I was like, okay, fine. She's into spooky stuff right now. Her favorite movie to watch is Focus, Focus. (laughs) <laughs> Which is what she calls Hocus Pocus. Focus, focus. Can I watch Focus, Focus? So uh, I put this charcoal mask on. Just completely turned into gray, NPC, spooky looking ghost. And so I pulled my hair back real tight. So it was just like face and then the eyeballs. And I was like, Ray goes, you have to scare dad. I was like, yes, we do. We have to scare dad. So I turned the bath. We were standing in the bathroom. turned the light off poke my head out in the hallway and that's it and just try to like slide it down the door frame but he's not looking Spence i mean, is not looking. i'm just
2: trying to enjoy my hog story experience i'm hanging out <laughs> in the smoker i'm like typing like trolly funny stupid you know ignorant shit into the chat as as is my mo and uh just trying to kind of you know have a relaxing monday night
0: so i was getting egged on by my three-year-old So I went down the stairs and I just stood next to Spence who's standing with his laptop. I just stood there and tried not to move. And when he saw me, (laughs) <laughs> I thought I was going to get knocked the fuck out, you guys. I thought he was going to punch me right in the head. It's like I realized in that instant that I had fucked up so bad. I was like, I am the equivalency of a home intruder right now. I might die. <laughs> like, well, The fireplace ledge was right there. I saw it all happen in my mind's eye. I was like, he's going to he knock me in the head. My head's going to hit the corner of the brick fireplace. <laughs> I'm going down, dude. Like This is not good.
2: It's like in all... It's wild what can go through your brain in like less than one second. But I knew it was you standing beside me while you were standing beside me. And like you kept poking me, poking me.
0: That's right. Yeah, like gently in the
2: elbow. Attention. And I'm like, okay. Because I was like typing something long and retarded. And so then when I hit send, then I turn because I know it's Lorian. <laughs> but then I don't see Lorian. I see like fucking black Sambo blackface. <laughs> this woman standing next to me only like bright ass whites of eyes and like teeth
1: (laughs) bright bright fucking teeth
2: to where I jump up in the air like probably eight inches into the fucking air and like (laughs) cock my arm back like ready to throw a punch just like not even like thinking or just just reacting just being like oh my god like I thought I was about (laughs) to get fucking stabbed and I would have to like take somebody down with me. (laughs) Or Something like something just kicked <laughs> into my lizard brain immediately.
1: Like, what the
2: fuck?
0: You said, I didn't know if you're black, I didn't know if you're Chinese, I didn't know what was going on.
2: <laughs> it wasn't even and, that, it was just like it was like almost like a fucking like a demon or uh, something, yeah. you know? It was like some creature from some another weird dimension fucking spirit type shit or something. Uh. But I just like, like the non recognizing thing just like was immediate panic because you were like in my face, you were like. Yeah. Literally right next Standing to as me. Standing
0: close to you as I normally do. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad idea, and I apologize. It's all
2: right. We all get bad ideas.
0: Yeah, but usually you don't just act on them. Well, you know. Also, though, I will say, I feel like uh, the charcoal mask didn't leave my skin. My skin's always really, like, baby soft, but, uh, and, you know, whatever. But I felt like it cleared up. Some of my, like, large pore issues I've been having Nice. with my nose and, like, cheekbone area. Yeah, if you have tips for enlarged pores, let me know. They're not dirty. They're just large and bothersome to me. Not that anyone can see my fucking pores except for me, you know?
2: It's probably a good uh, first time I ever, for next week, will take, uh, first time I ever either jump-scared someone or was jump-scared by someone.
0: Oh, that's a great one. Damn! Oh, well, this wasn't your first time being no. jump-scared. No. I know that for a fact. <laughs> no. So, And I kind of cool. hate
2: jump-scares. It's like one of my pet peeves. Yeah. It's just like a cheap scare. You
0: Trauma-based know? entertainment. Yeah.
2: It just, it fucks with your natural instincts.
0: It's just not good. It's not healthy.
2: And then you're rebalancing them to like a less safe way, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't need to be desensitized, though. Exactly. Like, I just want to be ready. Yeah, yep. always ready. Well, Just I'm clearly ready. ready. Yes. Yeah. Well, I got to be ready to pull back, too. And exactly. <laughs> you got to be I ready was and ready. So thankful yeah. because I saw my death. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know.
0: And then, like, to die looking like that, like with that face mask <laughs> on, <gone>, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Oh, that. my gosh. Mm. It was awful. Well, she's dead. Well, she's dead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, what else is on your laundry list there? Anything? Oh,
0: plenty of things, but I'll save it for next time. Yeah,
2: pretty much there. Are it's getting to be there? kind of about that time of night. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us yet again. Another Tuesday night in the books. You've been listening to Bull After Bowl. I'm Spencer.
0: And I'm DeLorean.
2: Join us again next week. Same bowl time. Same Bull stream.
1: Oh, she's dead. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. I like being yelled at in, in, like, <laughs> in a dark room. This whole thing is very, very spooky. And everyone's like, ah, oh, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, oh, right. nice, <laughs>